Hi guys, and welcome back to another ITH podcast where, uh, well, we're actually just having a bit of a laugh because Patrick set up all the um, uh, microphones and we were just all shouting into them to see if they were working and uh, he's nodding his head, they're all working. <laughs> there's, a li- there's a little bit of blood coming out of his ears, but it's yeah, fine. He's it's fine. fine. He's used to it by now. Uh, today, we are joined by, and we've been trying to get Tim on for ages, Shmi150 is on the channel. Oh, right. Different Tim. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, not you. No, you're always on. It's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Shmi. Got to start that way here, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, thank you for joining us. We wanted to have a chat with you mainly because everybody's been asking for it. Uh, we wanted to have a chat with you. And I think there's a lot of people on the internet that just want to know probably a bit more about you if they don't already know from all the videos that you've been doing online. I mean, do you know even how many videos you've uploaded to this date? I do know roughly, actually. Oh, go on. How many? It is about 4,000 now. 4,000 videos 4, on YouTube. 4,000 videos on YouTube. Wow. Between my, about just over 3,500 on the main Shmi150 channel. And I used to have a second channel but I don't run that anymore. Okay. And how many millions of views is that now, do you think? Total is just shy of 600 million views. 600 yeah, over million? Over half a billion. Which, <laughs> which, just to put it into some perspective, it's more views than the number of native English speakers in the world. That is bonkers. That's mind-blowing. That's a cool number, isn't it? That That's is a really cool number. That is cool. That's well, amazing. let's start from the beginning. Where did it all... Go wrong. <laughs> Where did it go wrong? Where did it consume my life? Yeah, yeah, that happen? yeah we're like, well, and your answer, start? your answer cannot be just read the bio on shmoo150.com. That's not allowed. It does not answer allowed. a lot of it. <laughs> it I'm does. sure it does, yeah. In, in short form. Yeah. In, in longer form, actually, it goes back, I think, to... Uh, I went to university in London, started seeing cars around, as you do. Um, and then in, let's say, 2007, 2008, around the time... Well, pretty much before phones really had cameras in them, but I was running around with a point-and-shoot camera, taking pictures and sticking them on the internet of nice cars or cars with nice number plates, and it was definitely not a thing to do that back then. Um, Did people look at you and go, what are you doing? Yeah, quite this often. Weird. Quite often, but it got weirder when the video started, but we, right, have, okay. we had a few years before that. <laughs> right. um, the photos, I would put them onto websites like Piston Heads or kind of static forums. Social media didn't exist. I mean, Facebook was just starting. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Maybe that's strictly not true. Maybe Facebook started around 2006, I think, but it wasn't kind of a, a mass market thing, certainly not here in the UK. Um, and then... This just was kind of going along in the background. And I was also personally quite into using video cameras because I used to go and ski a lot. I had been a ski instructor. You're very, yeah, very good ski. Yeah, I spent a lot, of, a lot of time on snow. And of course, you do videos. One, because if you're doing some stupid trick, you want to catch the moment when you get it wrong. <laughs> it's always yeah. good to watch back the videos. <laughs> and two, on a, on a more serious note, if you're teaching or training, racing or whatever, it helps to watch back your video and learn your technique. So I was always into video cameras. And kind of an accident happened in January 2010 where I had just got myself a new camera, winter time, and ahead of going out to the mountains, I thought, hey, let's try and film a car and just make a video and check that it's all working and my settings are all right and all that kind of thing. And filmed a video um, of an event that was taking place at Bebendum, um, the Michelin building in London, a Top Gear Awards event as it happens. And I've actually found out more about that specific night since, which is quite funny, um, where they had a Ferrari 458 Italia and a Lamborghini Murcielago SV, which were both totally brand new at the time. This was like... It seems strange now, but they were completely, completely brand new. They weren't cars that you would see out and about. And I just kind of walked around and made a 30-second clip montage of a couple of clips and um, uploaded it to the YouTube channel. And for some reason, a couple of thousand people watched it. I think it got picked up, you know, somebody who somebody watched it. And maybe I linked it on a thread online. Somebody watched it who then posted it on their blog and then a few more people watched it. You know, was, those... was YouTube quite a small thing well, at the time? It was, it was you 
tube. It was the video. Right. It was the place where you uploaded a video to link to your friends or your family of something you did. It wasn't a place that you really went to consume content as you do now. Certainly wasn't a kind of monetized platform or anything back then. That's all. This is all much more recent. But it was really quite fun to do the video to see people responding and engaging. And then started doing a few more videos and then a few more and then a few more and then it grew. <laughs> just a smidge. Just, just a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just a little. But of course, people, you know, you're saying then that obviously the, the, the 458 and the SV, of course, that back then, I'm going to say back then, it wasn't that long ago, was it? But it was... <laughs> Nearly a decade. <laughs> oh God, I feel old. Um, <laughs> but back then, nowadays with, with social media, a car does very rarely gets launched and no one's seen it, does it? It's it's yeah. always leaked and then there's a leak of here and there's a picture, picture pops up here and something happens over there. With 10 years ago, it was a case of they would be launched at the launch date on a, and they would go on all the websites and people would see them. Well, indeed, and and when I say launched, they were they had been revealed. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't kind it's of kind of there on show for the seen. first time. But nowadays, when a reveal process happens, when everything goes through like this, as you say, with social media, everything is seen hundreds and hundreds of times from the go. Mm. It, there's no delay. To see a moving video clip of a four five eight when it launched, there wasn't really anything. Yeah. You know, maybe a few national news cameras were going to motor shows and things, but there wasn't an easy, on-demand, accessible clip of that kind of thing. So in that space, I was very, very early in the game, I guess. Did you, th- did you think at that point when you, when you say, oh, it got a few thousand views, did you think, this is interesting, I, maybe I should look into this? <laughs> or did you just go, that's pretty cool, and then you kind of forgot it, about it? It was, it, was, it was, that's pretty cool. Replied to a few comments, you know, like 10 comments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not not <laughs> the 10,000 comments a day or whatever it might be now. Um I, but I very much was like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to make some more videos. So I did. You know, it wasn't like every day from the beginning, but within a few months, I was doing a video pretty much every day. Um, just on cars? Just about cars. And that was car spotting, the, mm-hmm. the start of car spotting for me. Um, I met a couple of others, a very small group of people, and everyone knew everyone from wherever they were from because this early social media days, it was very easy to find the small number of people who were car spotting. Um, were, were any of those people people we know now? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, a couple of people who who still are photographers have made a career out of photography, for example. A few YouTubers from around the world. Um, obviously, I didn't meet immediately, but I was talking online with. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, some some of the guys I met through uh, these social media activities and chasing cars are pretty good friends to this day. So that's a quite strange aspect of it as well. Um, but it kind of it's it's changed format over time it was car spotting then now it's much more well the tagline is living the supercar dream it's more a mixture of car reviews events travel ownership experiences so Mm. and that's that that aspect of it is one where in the youtuber automotive top trumps game you're you're (laughs) certainly uh you're You're certainly at the top (laughs) if not if not at the very very top you may you're certainly up there yeah (laughs) Well, with, with your, your current collection. I at, mean, um, at, at what point in your, I suppose, uploading videos and stuff, did you think, oh, I'm actually like, I'm doing a lot of this a lot of the time and you're spending like all your time doing because uh, what were you doing before YouTube? Did you have a yeah. job? Were you instructing skiing? Was that your job or, or what? No. So so prior to YouTube, um, I was bumbling around on the ski slopes, um, 
it's not 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 a particularly lucrative career, shall we say, but a very, very fun one, a good opportunity to travel and, and discover a lot of the world. But then I came back to the UK, um, when are we, 2008, 2009, uh, and I got a job in the, the city in London um, working in the technology department of an investment consultancy. So fairly um, challenging work, long hours, um, great company, um, fantastic boss who knew what I was getting up to and was was kind of supportive of it and allowed me to 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 do things when required um but what car did you have at the time then uh so when i was skiing i had a bmw one series right uh a little bit into the start of working so summer 2010 i bought an audi s5 um so that was through the work but work supplemented by a few things that were going on in the background at the time um and then later on, the next car I had was my first Aston, Aston Martin V8 Vantage Roadster. Nice. But it was never kind of a an overnight thing. When monetization came in on YouTube, of course, that was when I, from a business side, I guess, was thinking, wait, maybe there's something to do here. But without getting ahead of ourselves, I think my first month's earnings was like 60 pence. So <laughs> it wasn't going to be a career. We, we've been there. Yeah. So well, we are still there. We're still, right? there. We're yeah, we're still there. So it's definitely something. Like that and subscribe. <laughs> evolves over time. Um, did it for a couple of years. You know, I think I think maybe by 2013, my channel was getting sort of half a million to a million views per month. A couple of years in, and that started to be a potential for where it could go in the future. So it was at that time actually that the company I worked for had a bit of a shake up. Um, and I, I had an avenue to leave on, on pretty friendly terms if I chose to. So I sort of... So they wanted to fire you, but you left is what you're trying to say. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I was I, I was personally, and I, I had this open chat with them. I, I, it was very uh, honest, I think, in that I said what, was, what I was up to and how it was going. Um, and they kind of understood that. They let me have more days off, uh, increased my kind of holiday obviously paid less but increased my holiday allowance so I could so I could take more time to to go to events and film videos and things um but it seemed like the right time almost to go at it um then took a basically a year of making videos every day where the numbers weren't growing in the way I had hoped they would um and I think just at about the time I was ready to give it to, all up to give it to, yeah. to not give up but to say right i need a new job again now you know something serious things just burnt up the money basically you learned yeah. from the last job in the last year pretty much yeah. things just started going in the right direction um and it was around that time also that mark joined who i know you did a podcast with as well we did the business manager schmark as we call him um <laughs> or as he, he didn't really have much choice no <laughs> I just given that yeah time. we gathered that actually. <laughs> yeah. um and and he had a background more in journalism and and connections to the car company so he helped get me access to create videos and working with some of the brands that we work with while i went about focusing more on the content and just sharing and sharing and yeah. sharing and we should we should note actually that we're currently sat um in uh, a place called richter sport who is abd's um i suppose uk arm uk distributor yeah UK. yeah abd are an amazing yeah. um german company who uh who modify audis and uh, it just so happens that we're sat here because uh, BOTB just before Christmas. Actually, Tim, you came with us, didn't Indeed. you? Shmir came with us uh, to surprise a lucky winner who won an RS3 Abt. And uh, we're here today to basically hand the car over to him. He spec'd it. He wanted a, a blue one. So he's got a blue one and they built it all for him. And he's here to collect it. So that's why we're at Abt. But you've done some work with uh, Daniel. Daniel, Indeed. Lattes, haven't you? Indeed. Out in, um, and this, in Germany. this is actually some of the cool the cool things is the, the, the people I've been able to meet 
in the videos I've mm. shot along the way, the, the places I've been, the cars I've driven, the people I've met, the racing drivers, the company founders, the engineers, the designers, um, which is actually a really, really fun part of, of doing all of this, um, particularly more in the recent years, as I say, from when Mark joined and when we started growing these relationships and going forward, how the numbers have grown as well. And therefore, the seriousness with which manufacturers and significant companies treat the internet content the social media content um and a lot of doors have opened and a lot of amazing experiences have, have come along and, a, and quite an amazing garage has come out of it yeah, as quite well i mean your car collection is is quite something i mean did, when you started your channel and maybe then you gave up your job and you decided to go at it full time did you have any idea that you'd be getting the kind of views that you're getting now did you have high expectations and you're always pushing yourself or or did one day you know one of your videos just completely blow up and you're like oh wow this is this is pretty cool this uh, is big i've never had say one moment where it all absolutely flew i've had a number of viral videos things that have done hundreds of thousands if not a million views in a day that kind of thing um, along the way but if you talk more about kind of monthly views um, and subscribers it's been a much more uh, organic growth and exponential growth of course I mean as we're speaking right now my subscriber level is growing the fastest it's ever grown the view numbers are the highest they've ever been how um, many subscribers do you know per day roughly like how many you'd bring on board the average is just shy of 2,000 a day 2,000 a day a day yeah. wow yeah. plus similar on Instagram and Facebook of course so it's blimey the numbers go up quite significantly yes. quickly which is amazing it's unreal for me to think how many people it actually is and and part of that comes when i go to some of these events in you know what wonderful parts of the world completely all around the world um, whether it's turning up to do a meeting in melbourne or going to the dakar rally in peru or wherever it is <laughs> there are always people uh and it's amazing to be able to sh share stories and talk about videos and things and everywhere. what what is the um what what's the i suppose how do you do it like how, how do you how do you get to a point where you're gathering two thousand YouTube subscribers or Instagram subscribers per day? Is it just churning out content, as some YouTubers would say, or is it um, <laughs> is it you know specifically? Because I know when after speaking to Mark, um, you know you guys are very specific in what you do, how you do it, and and really you know spending a lot of time and effort and passion, I suppose, in in creating these bits of content, or is it just picking up a camera and going and filming stuff that you love? It's definitely not for me churning content. Definitely not. I don't just make a video for the sake of making a video. That I, I don't agree with that. I, I try and make content that I both enjoy and I think the audience will enjoy. Um, but of course, I, one way to think of it is that I and Mark as well definitely look at this as a business. Um, it was fun and it still is fun and that's absolutely vital. But it's also... You know, we now have a team of people working to help run the social pages. There are lots of people connected to what we're doing. It's it's become a whole operation. And as a result of that, I would say, in a strange way, the the kind of Shmi character, if I could say, is, is a little bit of a persona. Of course, it is very much me as Tim, but it is also firmly in the knowledge that it's like, it's like writing a diary. If it's a private diary, it's... You, you, you just put it whatever in there. But if you're writing a diary that's going to be published and a million people are going to read it, change it. you change what you write. Mm. You don't, it's not going to be exactly the same. So videos are very well planned out, very, very scripted in many cases. If it's a test drive, I'll spend a lot of time getting notes and learning what, about the details of the car and talking to the right people. If it's an experience type thing, the video will be structured. Um, I'll have you know a bullet point list of 20 things before I'm even starting the video so I know exactly what's going to be in it. 
Um, and equally, thinking about content, I won't double up the same car in a week. I won't do repetitive videos one after another. There won't be a video that's just, I would say, pointless. And actually one thing, so in the past, videos were much shorter. Around late 2015, YouTube changed to support uh, retention time, so making videos longer. But you don't just want to make a video longer for the sake of it, because if you lose engagement, it punishes you for that as well. Um, and in 2017, I kind of unintentionally did a video every single day that was 15 to 20 minutes long every day of the entire year Wow! without missing one. Didn't miss a single day for the whole year. You did 365 videos? More than, because there were some extra days uh, where I doubled up, like at motor shows, if there were two new cars. And every single video was minimum kind of 12 or 13 minutes. Exactly, for the whole year. And some videos were 40 minutes, if there was a really detailed story or something. So, So that year, there were definitely a few times where I felt I did make a video... I just love as we're chatting. Sorry, Sri. Like this brand, <laughs> the brand new. Like it's it's literally they've only just announced it. The brand new Abd RS4 Plus is now parked up next to your uh, AMG GTR in the corner. Yeah, that's actually been launched in Geneva in about three weeks' time. Yeah. So you've you've probably just seen it on this podcast before anywhere else. But yeah, that's insane. Anyway, sorry, Tim. Back, no, back no, to no, your back to your story. But, where were we? Well, I was, I was just going to cut in and say the the fact that you become. It's become a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's become like a bit of a phenomenon. The whole Shmi 150 thing is now, it's not just you doing videos, is it, as well? You've got this sort of, you're, you're expanding. You've got the website. You've got the app. You've got new yeah. ways of getting people. You've got Instagram. You've got Twitter. You're on every social media platform. Try to be everywhere. It takes a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It takes an awful lot but of time to keep everything running. But it's, it's you, you, you've taken what was a YouTube spotting thing, and it's something that is... In terms of views and people who follow you and all this kind of stuff, and I'm going to choose my words very carefully because there are a lot of people online who don't like this sort of aspect of it. It's a lot of people see it as replacing traditional motoring media. We know it's not, and yeah. we've spoken about this before, and we spoke to Someone's Mark about been reading this. Piston Heads again. No, no, <laughs> is, this is but it, no, no, this isn't Piston. This is actually Twitter, where right, a lot so of these, of a lot Twitter. of these people, a lot of traditional mainstream journalists. Have a massive bee in the bonnet about well, about you in in named, yeah. named about you Him regularly regularly and, and in general about influencers of which I don't actually personally lump you into the. So I I think thing. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. When mm. I a lot of this is around doing kind of a press drive or a, a full test drive video. I try and create content that is um, kind of informative entertainment. It's a little bit of light viewing with a lot of information about the product. It's less opinion heavy because I don't profess to be a fully qualified either journalist or a professional driver, shall we say. Of course, I'm pretty experienced in behind the wheel of a lot of different cars. Yeah. Uh, I do, do drive an awful lot of them for the videos. But I try and maintain an attitude or opinion as would be the case of a, a normal kind of customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, not somebody who's going to narrate what a car is like to slide at 100 miles an hour around a massive corner on a Formula One circuit because how many customers do that? Mm. It's 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 more, what's the car like when you look at it, when you're feeling it? Why does it have this? Why did they change that from the last one? It's, it's information. It's mm. much less 
opinion heavy infotainment for me. if you will yeah it is <laughs> it is along 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 those lines um and this is why i would say as as we've discussed it's more supportive to existing media mm. um rather than a replacement a or, replacement yeah, sure um of course consumer trends change and the way people want to consume content changes and that's gone a little bit from reading to watching you know mobile phones you can now hold one in your hand anywhere in the world and watch a little video mm. you don't need to carry a magazine because even when you're on a plane you could have downloaded the video and watch it or on the underground or wherever you are um so the the way the you know consumption has changed has a very big part of this and there are examples of I would say the more traditional media who have moved over towards newer forms of media and made it work. It's not strictly the case that anybody who did traditional media hasn't managed to get onto the new wave as well. Yeah, I mean, Chris Harris, for instance, you know, he was a nice traditional. Indeed, and, and some of the some of the likes of even the other YouTube channels, the likes of Motor Trend, biggest mm-hmm. automotive channel out there, Carwow in the UK, rising very quickly. Yeah, um, those are what I would say more traditional styles and formats of automotive journalism presented on new era media Mm. um and proof that it didn't ultimately the kind of content that gets consumed is going to be the kind of content that people want to see the way the algorithms work people will watch the kind of thing that appeals to them and if the mass audience watches the kind of thing i create go figure they're picking exactly exactly it's not it's it's not being thrust in there no they're they're not forcing it you're not not paying for yourself to be at the very top exactly the game exactly i'm i'm not to see it I'm not going out and and saying in any way that people have to watch my stuff. They see it, they click it, and they watch it, and I hope they enjoy it. And I, mm. I try, obviously, like I just said, with the kind of well, not the persona a bit, but the kind of business angle. I try and create the content that I think is going to work. Like occasionally, there will be things I would love to film, and unfortunately, I know it won't work very well as a video. Mm. So I have to kind of put a, a foot in it and say that's not gonna not gonna happen. Um, occasionally like with any job there are things i might not like to film so much but i know it will be a good move for the channel or or will appeal to people um so i'll go and do it anyway um you're now thinking of all the videos that you film going god i wish i'd never filmed that but it got a million (laughs) views so fair play there have been a few of those there have have definitely been times where i've been tired from traveling stressed dealing with personal things on a day where i have to pick up a camera and make a video Mm. and absolutely not in the mood for it at all but like with any anything cracked on done it uploaded it and be like oh that went okay <laughs> just going back quickly to um you were saying um uh, just before the um oh it's gone now the gone. uh the rs4 <laughs> uh plus came into shot um about making you know 15 20 minute videos but every single day did that help the channel or, or did it get to a point where you're like actually the effort wasn't quite worth all of that effort or i i, I could give advice on that topic but before i do i just would like to say that one strange thing is that algorithms change all the time. So in 2017, what worked is not the same as what works now. And is there somebody, is there somebody um, creating these algorithms? Is it somebody physically going in and changing it? Or is it a computer going, oh, well, actually, you know, it's a whole building of people. It's a whole whole building of people indeed in California (laughs) who are are dictating our lives. And they very specifically don't let you get anywhere near them so that you can't have any benefit over everybody else. Mm. Um, So in 2017, at least in the first half of the year, YouTube did a major push towards regular content. Your your algorithm position massively benefited from a regular time slot all the time and people coming back and watching all the time. Towards the end of the year, I would say actually around mid-October, 
um, I worked out because I spend a lot of time in the analytics. I make a lot of my own spreadsheets, a lot of time looking at YouTube data, cool. a lot of time kind of doing what I did in my previous job. Yeah, consuming the data, mm, understanding yeah. it, and then uh, reacting and, and from it. Analyzing everything I can. Before the year was out, I worked out that this was no longer the case. But at that point, when you've gone 300 odd days of the year doing a video every day, and you said to yourself, I'm going to do the whole year. You, you keep well. going and you do the whole year. <laughs> right. And then I intentionally missed the 1st of January the next year so that I had, didn't have that. Like, <laughs> if I miss the first, I'm not going to try and do the whole year because I can't. Um, and in 2018, things changed in a way that it actually wanted you to make less content, but a more consistent, higher level of engagement. Um, and where it is right now, I can't tell you. <laughs> There's a lot of things I'm trying to work out, but this this actually changes all the time. And it's it's a challenge to try and keep up with what's going on and to change your style of content to match that as and when it happens. Um, for example, until not that long ago, if you had a really, really long thing, like an hour plus, it would automatically do well because your engagement, your overall average watch time would be very high oh, yeah. by some people watching all of it. Not the case anymore. So really, really long combined videos over a longer period, for example, fail because people feel like they've already seen it, even though you, just from your small bits you've been posting out on social media. So I was wondering the other day, because I, I was, again, like you, I'm quite interested in numbers and facts and figures and stuff. Mm. And um, I, I do a bit of marketing for my uh, parents' uh, farm shop on the Isle of Wight, which is okay. tiny compared to, say, your YouTube channel. <laughs> but again, the kind of data that you can get is the same. It's just the numbers are a lot less. Mm -hmm. But I still like to see, you know, when people are coming online, what type of thing they're engaging with, when are they engaging with it, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Demographics of people doing it. Um, for videos, is there like... Is there a because when I watch videos, I'll watch for however many you know minutes or whatever or percentage. Is there like do you think there's a good amount of time that people can watch a video for? Hopefully, it's all of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> genuinely, the length of the video, different days of the week, different country of viewership, different so many factors will influence what you should do. For example, um on slightly older algorithms, not now, for example, when a brand new model would come out, like I remember I made one video of the Ferrari 812 Superfast when it launched, mm -hmm. um, and I made a 40-something minute video because brand new car, massive interest, no coverage of it. It's going to have high retention and made sure it went live on a good day. Um, and and that obviously did quite well. I think there was a million views or so on it. it. It is all quite different now, and I guess in a slightly strange way it is kind of my business so I'm, I'm being a little bit delicate about what mm -hmm. i what i can what i can say because it's well i guess like any business you don't want to reveal all of your secrets of course um which is a strange way to think about it um but it, it is a very algorithmical game mathematical game um you have to just try and keep on top of yeah, yeah you just have to keep on top of it and keep trying to create you can either take the view of just create, 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 and it will do what it will do, or you can adapt to kind of create adapt what you think. Thrive. Will, as yeah. you're doing. Well, it sounds like you know you've got to where you are because you're doing the extra legwork. You're you're creating spreadsheets on you know who's yeah. watching, when they're watching, numbers, numbers, numbers to to understand. Trust just me. like a business would. Exactly. Mm. There is a lot more that goes into it. Any title, any thumbnail, any mm. even the words of my intros of my videos are all scripted and thought about before. To I be can see appropriate. I can see, I can see a book coming out. 
like yeah. the secrets of YouTube or something. You mean actually another book? Notes oh, really? Well, for, I'm not for, surprised. For, for when the future comes. This will be book number two, of course. Yeah. yeah. Book. Oh, but, yes. Book number one was very much in line with the videos. <laughs> yeah. Named Living the Supercar Dream. It was mm. very much uh, going through a series of cars in locations around the world with the same kind of vibe and feel of the videos. Um, but yeah, I do like the idea one one, one day of kind of revealing all and what, mm. what actually happened yeah, behind cool. the scenes. Because people, you obviously only show in the video especially now the the moment of filming you know the moment of here's what's happening and that feels like everything hmm. nobody sees that this is actually a kind of 15 to 20 hour a day job seven yeah, days yeah, a sure. week every single day of the year like every day so even even on christmas day revealing when i uploaded my video of my mclaren senna uh, the big reveal of course, I spent most of Christmas Day planning for the video to go live and then managing all the comments and social media flow when it did go live. Well, because we were working with BOTB uh, on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And the whole day you were just getting ready to post all this stuff well, ready that, for well, Christmas Day. Well, that was slightly, slightly confusingly handling all of the shares of the 4GT video that went live the previous day. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> then you sprung it upon everyone that you actually you not just bought one car for Christmas, you got two. <laughs> yeah, that was... Mm. But, but imagine... Imagine the preparation work that goes in to have all the videos prepared, have all the locations set, to have everybody in the right place all the time and still be uploading a video every day. Yeah, so even, still while, even while we're content. sat here, I've still got to be thinking about what am I filming tomorrow? What do I need to edit tonight? What what what, what is going on with all of it? Because it's constant. You know, it's not just magic turn up, film a video. Yeah, well, this is, this is another point I was going to get to, which is you were talking earlier about being tired and, you know, working hard and all this I don't I'm just moving your mic so people can see your face oh, of course. they'll, they'll people, moan again on people complain they can't see my beautiful face <laughs> on a podcast know, people come on you don't you don't definitely people. don't want to see these two have anyway. you seen this anyway um, flick, it, to, flick to another tab and just keep yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so it's, still, it's, it's the hard work aspect now because I know cause what you're saying obviously you're now here um, and people will be seeing this at the end of this week where they think you're probably in somewhere bar, somewhere else in the country in the world so, I mean, in, in the last in the last what ten days or something, you've been Dubai. So, well, ten, ten days ago, I was in Dubai. Then I went to Bahrain. Then back to Dubai. Then to London for two days. Then to Arizona for two days. Then back to London. That's where we are now. Mm. In a couple of days' time, <laughs> I'm going to Germany for two days. Then I go to Sweden for a couple of days. Then I'm going on another long haul flight for a couple of days. Man, it, it's and that's going back the other way as well. So you're going. I mean, you're going all the way around yeah. the world and. How I because like I go on holiday, you go, I go on holiday to, to the states generally every year, and that's like a five-hour time difference. And you come back and you're like, oh, jet lag. Try <laughs> try going from Dubai plus four hours, stopping over in the UK, and then going to America minus seven. What exactly? I mean, Your brain doesn't know what's going do you on. Just, do you just sleep when you can sleep? Well, yeah, sleep when you can sleep. I had one flight actually last year where I went to Australia with a stopover in Singapore, and I got on the flight to Singapore eleven or twelve hours or whatever it is. Uh, I was lucky to be flying in first for that flight. And I literally just got on the plane, lay down and slept for about 10 hours. And they're like, everybody around is like, how did you sleep? Didn't even like, have a I champagne. Never sleep. I, I, was just, I was worried and about I think I had a glass or two before zonking out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> but, but literally any opportunity to sleep. Um, I think when you, when you work hard, but you're doing something you enjoy, you have adrenaline to keep you always, always on the go. But also... If you are just tired, time zones don't matter so much because you can just sleep whenever. Mm. You know? If you're always tired, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just lie down and off you go for, for seven yeah. hours. I do actually, because I often don't sleep 
a full night. I have a lot of nights that are four hours or five hours or not enough. My body will never let me sleep more than I seven. Bet. When it gets to seven hours, I wake up. I'm up. I, yeah. I can't. I can't. Um, normally crash <laughs> a lot a lot of people i suppose might look at your channel initially and go oh my god how the hell does he afford all of these cars that are in your garage like your car collection is phenomenal it is a lot of people look up to that and the a lot skittles. of people yeah. the skittles, yeah. Shk- skittles. Oh, sorry. skittles sorry skittles. Skittles. <laughs> it's like a james bond-esque sh- at the beginning of that <laughs> yeah. as well um now Sean Connery. A, a lot of people would would look at that and go has he managed this all through a youtube channel so uh, this is, of course, one of the biggest questions that comes in Silver all spoon. the time. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I oh, never, his dad's bought them all. I never pretend online that I had, you know, a rags or a like billionaire thing. I, I had a good upbringing. Um, I, I had a good education. I, I got to travel a fair amount, um, but I didn't have like supercars given to me. That's that's not a thing. Mm. Um, I, I went into work. Um, I started my YouTube channel when I was. In a job, I had a small team of people working underneath me in the job I was in. Of course, the city industry had had some bonuses and things. That's where I bought my Audi S5 in the, the beginning. Um, but I've always had, I think, fingers in many different pies. People want to know what the secret company is that I own or what the, <laughs> like, there's nothing like that. But when you think of, you know, nearly 600 million views on YouTube, it doesn't take a genius these days to, to, to know that that's quite substantial and the companies and brands that I've worked with along the way and the different opportunities, you know, publishing a book, having merchandise, licensing content, uh, doing some consultancy with different companies, appearances, presenting um, live shows like at Autosport. Just mm. the list is, it, it's not just... Well, uh, I suppose for you, video. every day is a work day, right? You work yeah, every day. seven days a week. Every day. Yeah. Um, and and as, as I said, you know, it's it's a couple of people working on the project or, or the business. It's not... Yeah. It's not a like one man band. No, of course, jollying hey, around. You, Although it looks like I'm just jollying around with a small camera, it's a but, lot more than that. <laughs> but that's amazing, right? If you can make it look like, I mean, t- Tim and I have got a pretty good job. You know, I, I give away cars with BOTB, and then I chat rubbish on Virgin Radio at the weekend and play some <laughs> great tracks. Like, I, I love what I do, and I like going to work. Just like I'm sure, if you didn't enjoy driving nice cars and making content on them, you probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. I think you know, particularly the travel thing. I can imagine a lot of people, if faced with the amount of travel I do would just, just not want to go in. anywhere near yeah. it. Um, you know, seeing friends and family, difficult because never predictably in one place, you know, yeah. li- literally my plans change with a day's notice frequently. And I don't mean like whether I'm driving somewhere for lunch or dinner. I mean like, am I going on a long haul flight east or west? <laughs> yeah, you know, which <laughs> you time know, zone are you going to end up in? Like, like, how many, was it 90? 90, 90, 90 odd flights last year. 90 flights last year? L- last year, I actually went Mental. to all six inhabited continents in one year. Which was which was a personal well, kind of cool that's thing. pretty good. Got lots of air miles along the way. <laughs> I was going to say, surely a BA uh, gold membership by now. Yeah, very very solidly so. into BA gold. <laughs> yeah. it has its pros and its cons. Um, you- somebody asked me the other day, uh, just going back to the car thing. They said, um, they said, oh, oh, um, you've you've done some work with me. I said, yeah, yeah, I've, I've met him a few times. Uh, do any of the manufacturers give him free cars to make content? Sadly, you must have very been. rarely. Right. Any car I ever say is mine is literally mine. I've bought it. I've paid for it. It's mine. Um, Do you buy them I've, all outright? Do you finance some of them? I had a mixture. Okay. I had a mixture. Um, uh, just in terms of manufacturers kind of giving cars, I've I've run a few longer term loaners. Um, uh, coincidentally, given we're here at Abt, I ran an Abt RS6 uh, for a while. Cool. Um, the RS6 1 of 12 that they released for their 120 year anniversary. So I ran that for a couple of months, a few thousand miles. More recently, I had a BMW M5, 
new gen M5 for a couple of months. Um, but I'm very open and clear that those aren't my cars. Mm. Um, they're not cars that I've, I've bought. Um, the cars that I have bought, um, like the 675 LT, the Vantage GT8s, those I have outright um, and, and no complication around them. I'm actually going to do a piece quite soon explaining a bit more about the Ford GT and the McLaren Senna because those are substantially more expensive cars. And although I would have been in a position to buy one of them outright, I didn't intend them to come a day apart. That wasn't in the script. <laughs> right. That's planning that you can't plan for. No, yeah. When you when you LOI and put your name in for a car three years before and you do two cars. So LOI think, is letter, letter of, of intent. intent. Yes. Yeah. So I thought at the time maybe the Ford GT will come in two years and maybe the Senna will come in three or four. Yeah, no. <laughs> they both, <laughs> they come both came in like in three years. I mean, oh, it's amazing yeah. to think, isn't it? That from all that time ago and everything that yeah. happened... And they were literally... There was one night between. I put the yeah. 4GT in my garage at 9pm the night and I left at 9am the next morning to go pick up the Senna. That's it, mad. Did not you please tell me like you that. got in a car and you were just thinking, what the hell is no, going on? No, it didn't on? hit for a couple of days. Really? It was a couple of days yeah. later. In in fact, I think, amusingly, I think I was actually talking to you uh, via, via messenger on the evening when you were driving up to McLaren Manchester or wherever it was yeah. that, that, that day that you were picking it up and you were just <laughs> you like, were wiped out. You didn't, you didn't know what day it was, what year it was. completely exhausted because... Obviously, I care so much about the the videos and the content. It's it's as much as it is a personal thing. I want to make sure that we share the right content around these moments. Um, and you know, a day delay can change everything. Particularly if you've hired a location, you've got photographers and a film crew, you've got other people bringing cars along. There's a one day delay. It's back to the drawing board of two or three hours that evening of trying to replan and come up with a new script and a new outline and a new something or new yeah. everything. Um, so yes, that was that's definitely quite a quite a challenge. Do you uh, um, do you still get really excited when you go and pick up a new car? Yes. Uh, so because your videos genuinely look like you're a kid yeah, at Christmas. Course. Who isn't a kid at Christmas? Well, this year <laughs> I was literally a kid yeah, at Christmas. Yeah. The GT and the Senna, absolutely. Um, we try really hard to do something new and exciting each time. A, a Shmi 150 Collection Day video is not just going to a place, picking up a car and leaving. It, it hasn't been you know, since. I think the, the first really big one I did was the AMG GTR where we arranged by a lot of coincidence and luck that Nico Rosberg came with me to the dealership, the then Formula One world champion. Um, he came to the dealership. We planned the car. Another friend with the GTR came as well. We went over to a racetrack and Nico drove me around. So it wasn't just turn up, make a video. Then with my Porsche GT3, um, Porsche Amsterdam, where I bought the car, um, were like, we have to do something cool as well. So they actually arranged for a helicopter to come pick me up to fly in over the dealership where they put the car on the roof. Nice. <laughs> so, that was epic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, not so ordinary. And then the next one was the BMW M5 and of course, long-term loaner, but they were like, right, we've got to do something as well. Um, so they, with some some uh, working together to try and set it up, arranged for a collection at the BMW Velt, even though it was a press car and a used car, not a brand new one. So the BMW factory in Munich. Um, but with a slight twist in that I went behind the scenes to see the car's journey coming through. So rather than just on the delivery platform, showing in a way that other people could see how that whole process ran. And that was a, a really, I think, interesting video and it, mm. it got well over a million views. So again, uh, appealed to a lot of people. And then obviously planning the GT and Senna came around. Yeah. It's like, what are we going to do now, guys? <laughs> um, Madness. And the GT hired the Goodwood Motor Circuit. Yeah, that was cool. Brought down some other cars yeah, for yeah. it. A lot of a lot of heritage around that car. That's the story of the car to begin with. The reasons for its existence is the 50th anniversary of the GT40 win at Le Mans. Uh, and then the Senna. The Senna was supposed to come in March and it turned up in December. I'm like, wait a second. 
can it be here for Christmas? <laughs> can we unwrap it at, at the McLaren factory? <laughs> and that came together somehow. That's incredible. Just before we wrap up, a um, couple of questions. One is, is there one defining moment in your whole kind of YouTube career or a career as a content creator, which you go, that was just phenomenal or you know a really emotional time for you as a creator anything that kind of stands out as a time that you go this is why I'm doing this I mean there are there are three particular moments that really stand out to me in terms of videos that I've made um just as absolute experiences one was riding in the back of a a Maybach G650 Landerlay the convertible like off-roading one million euro very limited Mercedes thing that makes no sense at all, mm-hmm. except I was riding in the back recording a video of a lion as we were going through a safari park near Johannesburg. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was a bit like, <laughs> are, are you serious? Is this actually happening? Um, the next one was last year when I was at the wheel of a Ferrari F50 sliding around on snow with an Enzo parked in the middle, doing donuts in an F50 around an Enzo. That's quite special. Didn't feel real at all. And then yeah. um, this year I had a... Uh, a moment actually very recently on my trip to Bahrain where I found myself at the wheel of a, a Mercedes CLK GTR. I've seen this video. Chasing mm-hmm. a 911 GT1, a McLaren F1, a Maserati MC12 and the new Apollo IE around the Bahrain International Circuit. And uh, we were actually kind of pushing on a bit. So, um, Patrick, sorry, yeah. just to interrupt. Patrick, yeah, it's those two there. That's it. <laughs> there we go. if you're listening to this audio only by the way uh jacob the guy that won the abt rs3 has come to collect his car and his his number plates for his car were just down <laughs> there in the room that we're filming it so they yeah. need to get the plates to put it on his car so he can actually drive it away at the moment it's got botv number plates on it so uh, <laughs> he's got his own personal plates that they're going to stick on now i think yeah so okay those, so those, those are three the yeah. i would say yeah. video moments that okay. really stand out to me um i think on a on a kind of personal level i, I did actually shoot a video a little bit about it for the first time when the center and the gt were parked in i had keep my cars in a car storage um so i have a line of spaces in a row and i had all of my current cars together um i was kind of standing in front of the cars and literally having a moment of like wow h- how did this happen is this this is really happening has this really come out of seeing know, them all lined up doing this together yeah and, like yeah like <laughs> i think it's a strange one to, to put into words but do you ever just stand there and just look at all the cars and go this is just mad. Sometimes it feels a bit <laughs> unreal because I remember running around the centre of London, you know, literally running around or cycling around, holding a video camera, chasing whatever new cars it was that I would wanted to make videos of. And I never thought then that I might one day literally have those kind of cars. You know, back then, if the then equivalent of a Senna, you know, an Enzo or whatever it was, had driven down around central London, I'd have absolutely like sprinted across town or done mm. whatever I could to try and track well, it I down. Well, I still see videos that people put up of you running after cars, which is great. So yeah, yeah you still, still haven't do. lost your... Yeah, you, you still haven't lost your... You know, actually comment on that sometimes. It's like, I'll still be at a track event and run over to try and film a centre yeah. and they're like, well, you've got one in your garage. And I'm like, I don't care, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in terms of that, we should end on one, one last question. And that is, um, if anyone is trying to you know, create a YouTube channel or, or to, to be able to earn enough money to, to buy their dream car or something without going to BOTV.com where you could win one. Yes, you Every can. single week. Look at that. That is like, I planned that, Almost, wasn't it? yeah. Yeah, uh, link's in the description below, by the way. And if you're listening on audio only, BOTV.com. You can win a car every single week. Um, if they're trying to uh, good. C- come out with content, um, what is a tip that you could give a content creator? I mean, it is something that gets asked an awful lot. Um, I think like any industry if, if somebody's trying to be any any 
of this kind of interest industry, sorry, if you're trying to be a singer or if you're trying to be a footballer, there is a lot of luck to it. A lot of being in the right place as well as doing things well. You know, being a YouTuber is similar. You can't just go and start and expect it to, you know, expect everything to go amazingly magically and just, it just happens. It doesn't just happen. It takes a lot of work over a very long period of time. I mean, I've, I've literally now over nine years of, of uploading of videos and every day, like not non, 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 non stop for nothing. Um, of course, the first thing that's absolutely compulsory is to start. If you don't start, it's mm-hmm. never going to happen. Um, and that's something I think a lot of people say, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. And stop thinking, just do it. I never, I wouldn't say even from for me, and there was no aim of making it a business or monetizing it. I never said, oh, should I upload that? I just did. Yeah, <laughs> I just did post it Get up started. there. Yeah. And, and, you know, things change. People's style of content, they want to see changes. Who knows what the future is? Who knows what next, what new platforms arise and, and where all of this is going? You know, in the mm. same way we talked a bit about how social media comes along alongside traditional media. What's the next kind of media? Be well, actually, w- one question that somebody did ask me that I've only just remembered by you saying that is if YouTube was to be suspended tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. not well, possible. Article 13 well, is one, well, isn't it? That's a whole new topic. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a whole nother that's podcast. That's an entire podcast, yeah. What, what would you do, though, if YouTube just stopped? Well, I guess I'm very lucky because I still have Instagram and Facebook. You know, I'm not mm. all eggs in the YouTube basket. Um, we upload videos on Facebook um, and I, I do a lot of uh, brand type work with other platforms as well. So Shmi 150 would continue without YouTube. Mm. Um, yes, okay, it would be a setback, but any business can at any point have a setback. But I'm sure, or I would certainly hope that I will come up with an idea and it will happen. I won't stress about it until I need to. Yeah, but yeah. I just, I think one of my main things is just to be very relaxed about it all, try and enjoy it as much as possible, appreciate that it's very much here and now. Um, That's why I try and take every opportunity that comes up now, um, because it might not be there in the future. Um, But you can't worry about, you you can't live in fear, because if I lived in fear of it, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't, no, (laughs) exactly. You definitely wouldn't have a garage like you have. Well, exactly. It's all, in theory, thought about. If yeah. YouTube switched off, it should be fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's good to know. We heard it here first. <laughs> well, you did say you did say you had one last question before. I've, I've just got two very quick questions to ask. Okay, sorry, fire just away. Jumping in, Go for it. Looking at the timer. First one: one car that you haven't driven that you want to drive, be it on camera or off camera. McLaren F1. McLaren F1. It's like the uh, McLaren F1 and the CLK GTR last week, but one of those has been. Ticked I can't off. believe you haven't driven a, an F1. Not not, not no, that I we, have, but we've um I've tried, looked into it. And uh, the biggest drawback is to insure one for the day. Right. Yeah. We're, we're talking like 50 grand to insure it for the day. 50,000 pounds yeah, to insure it. For a day insurance. Of- and I, would, I dare say as well, that video wouldn't do as well as some of the others. No. Nope. It, would, it you probably wouldn't make that back. It's more of a personal thing. Yeah, no, no video <laughs> makes 50 grand, <laughs> well, unfortunately. No. A video no. made 50 you'd grand. Like um, to think, you'd like to think it might. You <laughs> it'd know, be like but, a yeah. hypercar a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be very nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so um, just, yeah, it's the F1. Second question. Second question. What's next? Car-wise, come on! You just got two of the best hypercars in the world. You must have well, something that's that, coming that you can tell us. That means it's, or time, you can that means it's time to take a step back, <laughs> chill for a while, <laughs> sell um, them all. There's the video title: Shmi selling all his cars. No, somebody else has already done that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> the next car in that I have said is coming in mm-hmm. is the. You've Toyota, got to try and remember Toyota that. Supra. Right. Okay. <laughs> New Supra. 
Trying to get him to must... slip up on camera here. Well, I was going to say, there must <laughs> there be secrets. things. There yeah. might be other things. Yeah. There okay. might be things in the very, very near future that I've not yet spoken about. Oh, we better get this video out quickly, or it's going to be out of date. <laughs> it is, yeah. Tim oh, would have bought well, four new cars since this. No, 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 no. The big, the big ones are in. Um, I, I've said that I'll change my AMG GTR for an AMG GTR Pro, um, mm-hmm. and I'm also very excited about the TVR Griffith when they get things up and running. Are you, you, your name is on one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, been, if, if, when, if they get it up and if, running, my, yeah. my name's been down for the Griffith for actually many years now. Right. Um, I think it's probably two, three years time. Um, but. Uh, it's a hard world to go from a from nothing to mm. making a car. How many miles have mm. you put on your GTR now? How many's on it? So it's about fifteen months old, and it's just shy of twenty thousand miles. Really? Yeah. Oh. That thing's had some some. Memories. You know, what's, you know, what's garage looking, queen. Well, flipper. <laughs> you know, what's yeah, flipper. Flipper. I got a good offer on that car when it was very new to flip it. Oh, I might give you an offer old. on it now with twenty thousand miles. Yeah. On it. yeah. No, I, I suspect, Bargain. unfortunately, I've taken quite a uh, a little bit of a hit. Taken a yeah. bath on that yeah. one. Um, Tim, Shmi, thank you so much for, thank for you chatting guys to us. Too. It's been amazing to, to listen to you and especially about, I suppose, the things that, that I, I was really interested about, like the journalistic side of it, mm. as in terms of, you know, how journalists de- de- depict YouTubers these yeah. days and, yeah. and you guys just like, whatever, like we're just doing what we love. Just let us get on with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's um, it. And about your potential garage updates and, and how, you know, you've got to where you are. It's been fantastic. Hopefully, if you've been watching this or, or listening to this, you've enjoyed it as well. Uh, if you have, please do comment um, down below if you're watching on YouTube. Let us know who you'd mm. like um, for us to to have on the podcast. Tim, is there anyone that you'd like to hear slash see on the podcast? Ooh, I, I don't know. Okay, we've got him on the yeah, spot. Yeah, he's on the spot. Way too on the spot. He's on the, he's on the spot. Um, but we're always um, really up for suggestions. You know, we love we love that you guys watch this and enjoy it. Um, so please do, you know, suggest anyone, preferably alive. It makes it a bit difficult if it they does, are, yeah. if they're not live. And also, they're, they're not they're, they're not very dynamic. They're not. If you have to prop them up, a little bit stiff. Um, And uh, please do like, subscribe to the In the Headlights channel. Uh, We will, of course, be back with more content, whether that's a podcast, uh, car reviews. We're here at Abt at the moment, so expect a video on uh, on an Abt uh, car very, very soon if it's not already up, um, because that will be quite a good one, actually. I think so. Might be something you've already seen out the window if you've been Mm. watching. So it's still part there, actually. Looks amazing. Anyway, guys, thank you so much, (laughs) and we'll see you soon. Cheers. Bye bye. Cheers.